As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Is there a controversy in the shortstop rankings? And should there be a consensus on the top pitcher overall? Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, October 7th. I'm Al Melchior, and I am here with Derek Van Riper. And DVR, um, I just want to begin with a uh, bit of a correction from uh, our previous show. Uh, and uh, not, you know, just uh, say the record straight because the initial reports were, were not totally accurate on Reese Hoskins. Uh, he did not have Tommy John surgery. He had an internal brace repair, which would explain the shorter timetable. So ultimately for us, the outcome is the same for Reese Hoskins. A little bit different, though. Yeah, seemingly good news, right? Because typically Tommy John surgery for a position player does take longer than that four to six month window that came out with the initial report. So I would file this under the good news column. I would as well, DVR. So uh, with that said, we'll get to um, some less good news. Um, Starling Marte was left off of the Marlins roster for the divisional series against the Braves. Uh, he's got a non-displaced fracture in his left hand. So uh, it's not the sort of thing that would necessarily have a 2021 impact. But as we say, anytime any sort of hand or wrist injury comes up, it is more concerning than, you know, possibly like a lower body injury. Um, it's, it's something that we can't completely blow off. Um, but that's in tandem with, um, you know, other reasons maybe for concerns about Marte going into 2021. Uh, a little bit of a subpar season for him. He did have a 281 batting average, which is in, in the neighborhood of where we usually find him. But just six home runs, 10 stolen bases, a little bit behind his normal pace on both of those accounts. And particularly with the the lack of home run power, uh, his hard hit rates and hard hit rate and average exit velocity on flies and liners were down um, fairly substantially. So in a short season, is this just something that we kind of write off uh, and say, you know, maybe it would have evened out over the longer course. And I think it's important how we take that because he was, by all accounts, a a top 12 outfielder going into 2020. 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because he lost about a mile and a half per hour with his average exit velocity. He wasn't getting the ball in the air quite as much as he did in the past. We've seen X stats that have looked similar to what Starling Marte did in 2020, but this is a tick below even the lower end range of what he'd previously done. I guess if you're looking for some good news, the strikeout rate didn't change. I think there's still a good bit of speed there. I mean, 10 steals in the shortened season points to about 25 or 30 over a full season. I think that's where most of his value comes from. And if he ends up being a top 12 outfielder again in 2021, it's because he maintained all of that speed going into next season. I I think I would probably look at him as more of a third, fourth round option than a second or third rounder. Because oftentimes he's the guy that people start to chase as they start building out the core, if they maybe they're drafting like Mike Trout or one of the early round bats who doesn't run, Juan Soto would probably fit that description a little bit, even though he does give you something in the stolen base category. A lot of people like using a player like Marte to sort of fill that speed void in the early rounds. I think you had to wait a little longer before you feel like you're getting good value on him at this point. But, you know, that's that's an important distinction to make. And uh, just as an example, um, on Tuesday's show, we talked about our respective drafts that we've recently participated in or actually are still participating in. And uh, we are now up to um, the fifth round in my too early mock. I did not get any of the outfielders that I had queued up for my third and fourth round picks. And basically, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I've got about three more people to get through and keeping my fingers crossed that Nick Castellanos, uh, <laughs> that he he gets through the, the end of the round to me because after him, uh, there's really not a lot of options. And I think it's going to play out that way in a lot of drafts as far as outfielders go. So you don't want to wait too long on Marte. Uh, he might be at the tail end of that, that tier that you would target, like you said, maybe around the fourth round. But if you wait much longer, uh, not only will he be gone, but uh, you know anybody sort of equivalent is likely to be gone as well. Right. So I think some of the comparable outfielders, at least based on the ability to contribute in multiple categories, Luis Robert, Kyle Tucker, you know, those are guys that do something in every category. I think Marte brings a higher batting average floor than both of those players, brings comparable speed to both of those players, and maybe a little bit less of a power ceiling than someone like Robert and maybe even a bit less than Tucker at this point in his career as well. So I'm also curious to see where Marte ends up. Does he stay in Miami? Does he end up uh, becoming a free agent and landing a deal elsewhere? He could end up in a more hitter-friendly environment, and I think that would also make him a bit more interesting. But not knowing where he's going to play, assuming sort of a neutral sort of environment, uh, Robert, Tucker, Trent Grisham, I think those are all outfielders I'd probably take ahead of Marte. Early to mid-fourth round, though, that that's not a bad player to end up with. I think he can still be a good source of value in at least three fantasy categories. I think he's still going to bring average power to the table, even with that drop in exit velocity that we saw this season. Yeah. And you know, when I talk about players, I mean, I do tend to focus on average um, home runs and and stolen bases because those are more skills related, but you do figure wherever Marte uh, winds up, whether it's Miami or elsewhere, that uh, he'll be, uh, uh, you know, a top or middle of the order hitter who's going to help you with run production as well. So not to overlook that. Uh, and sticking with my two early mock, uh, you know, I figure probably on Thursday show DVR, I'll I'll get in a little more systematically on this draft and you know look at some trends and some players maybe who are being over or under drafted. But um, just from my own personal experience in this draft, uh, I already within the first two rounds had 
maybe some potential buyer's remorse. Um, I drafted Francisco Lindor on the uh, 15-16 turn, took him 16th, but, you know, it's it's really just a technicality. Um, and then, you know, I realized I could have had Bo Bichette. And so I put out a, a, a poll on Twitter after I, you know, looked at this a little bit more closely. And uh, the, the consensus seems to be I made the right pick. About 77% said that uh, between the two, they would prefer uh, Francisco Lindor. But, you know, if you do go by uh, this season, certainly, I think there's, there's reason to question that. Yeah, I mean, there is. I think the weird thing is, is Lindor played in all 60 games for Cleveland this year, hit eight homers, stole six bases, was disappointing in the batting average category, hit a career low 258, even though the strikeout rate didn't change. The batted ball profile, at least in terms of fly ball, ground ball mix, looked pretty normal from him. And. I just I don't understand why people are so disappointed. I guess maybe because he was a top five, top six guy on a lot of boards, and that is more third round sort of production. But how do you look at Lindor and say, yeah, he wasn't going to bounce back in a longer season? Like I, I look at that and say that that's an okay foundation. If he would have had a better stretch of you know three or four weeks at some point, he could have put himself right back on pace for the typical thirty home run power. A 20 steel type season that has made him a first rounder. So I think you made the right choice. I do think Lindor is going to be one of those guys that slides out of the first round and drafts beyond the one you were in. He'll often go at that one, two turn. I think he went 17th overall in the early draft that I'm doing, and I'm happy to draft him there. I think he can be a five category player going into 2021. So uh, definitely a guy that in the early rounds I, I see as a clear bounce back candidate and it's funny to say that about a guy that still has a, a top 20 early average draft position well i i'm looking at lindor similarly that uh you know given especially that like you said the batted ball profile was stable exit velocity hard hit rate all those things looked like typical lindor numbers so it almost looked like a case of bad luck lost a few home runs in those uh you know 60 games that helped to bring the batting average down a little bit and if he gets back to normal he has uh, a very typical Francisco Lindor season in 2020. I don't see why he can't do that in uh, 2021 as well. And and my second guessing really had more to do with Bichette than it did with Lindor. But uh, you know, all in all, I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, just because Lindor's got the the longer track record, so I, I feel like I know what I'm getting there with a potential first round pick. Yeah, I mean, Bichette's got a great hit tool, and I trust him to be a good source of batting average, but. It's a little troubling that we're still talking about a guy that doesn't walk that much. So he brings a good power speed combination. You know, it's comparable to Lindor, I think, expectation wise. I might flip the power and speed a little bit or balance it out a bit more instead of 30 homers and 20 steals. Maybe it's more like 25 25 or, or 20 homers and 20 steals with a little more in the batting average category. But I do think Lindor, at least for 2021, is still the better choice if you're looking at those two against one another, even though I think Bichette has a strong case to be considered a top 30 overall player going into next season. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, DVR, let's pivot to pitching. Uh, We talked a few episodes ago about who we thought should be number one overall. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of consensus there. Uh, We haven't seen uh, an overwhelming consensus in early drafts so far. Of course, it is extremely early. Uh, But I want to apply that same question to pitching. And it seems like maybe there's going to be as much um, disagreement here as well. Uh, So in our respective drafts that we've done, uh, Shane Bieber went third overall in your draft that you did with Todd Zola, um, which is incredible. That uh, made him the top pitcher to go in my too early mock. It was Jacob deGrom. And I, I could see those two kind of, uh, you know, trading off from draft to draft. Garrett Cole is still in that mix. I think you could make an argument still for Cole over either deGrom or, or Bieber, even though his results in 2020 maybe weren't as good. But uh, how do you see those three uh ordering, uh, you know, one, two, three, and, and who else maybe, if anybody belongs in the mix with them? I still think I like DeGrom a little more than Bieber, and maybe in a situation like the NFBC main or the online championship where you're competing for an overall prize, the same logic would apply if you're playing in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational as well. Maybe the extra strikeouts bump from Cole is worth the extra nudge. I think the team context there is the most favorable of the three because you still have a good bullpen behind Cole with the Yankees. Oftentimes, he's going to get deep enough into the start where you're not worried about middle relievers screwing it up either. Um, And you look at this team as one that puts runs on the board with ease, whereas with Shane Bieber, Cleveland struggled to score runs this year. When Jacob deGrom pitches, the Mets struggle to score runs. I don't know why. Um, So I do think there's a a case for Cole first. (laughs) I'm more likely to take deGrom because I think being in City Field as opposed to Yankee Stadium for half his starts, I think that gives him a bit of an edge. And yes, even though the Mets often don't hit when DeGrom pitches, that is a better lineup than people were giving it credit for going into this season. Um, so I do think that gap between DeGrom and Cole is very small. But look, I understand if, if you have a strong preference for, for one over the other, and that includes Bieber, you know, do what you want to do. It's your team. But I actually like DeGrom the most of that trio for 2021. Well, uh, there may not be consensus in the fantasy community, but there is consensus on this show. So <laughs> I'm with you on that. And I also like the way that you frame the run support issue, too, because the, the Mets were a very good offensive team in 2020. I don't see any reason why they can't be in 2021. So maybe just truly some bad luck for Jacob deGrom in terms of run support. And one other pitcher I just want to focus on here, Walker Bueller. Um, you know, oftentimes DVR, I... 
I get sort of outspoken about thinking that a certain player is being over or underdrafted. And I feel like I was pretty outspoken about Walker Bueller being overdrafted as I saw it going into 2020. And now I wonder if I'm going to be a Bueller guy because <laughs> just in the few early results that I've seen um, and in our two leagues, for example, he went after Lucas Giolito and I love Lucas Giolito. And yet I, I feel like it should be the other way around. So is there some, it feels weird to say it, but some value potential with Walker Bueller in 2021. Uh, there could be. I thought he was a top five pitcher going into 2020, and I don't think he'll be treated quite like that in 2021. Uh, I think if I go hitter first in the early part of round one and Bueller's still sitting there as it comes back to me for my second round pick, I'm really happy with that. I, I think there's still you know one more level that he could reach. Uh, I think the blister kind of slowed him down a little bit at the end of the season. I think it was even impacting him in that uh, wild card start against the Brewers, but I, what I see with Walker Bueller is the possibility of a K rate that jumps up into that 33% range, right? That makes him kind of elite of the elite. That's the thing that might separate him from the guys we just talked about, from DeGrom and Cole and Bieber. I think he has the skills to get there. A little surprised to see the home run rate spike the way it did in this shortened season. But again, we're talking about 36 and two-thirds innings because Walker Bueller missed some time. So, I would say I am a Bueller guy, especially in the late part of round two. Uh, happy to get him there. I feel like if you start with one of the top five hitters and Bueller's your ace, you've got a great foundation. Yeah, and uh, you know you were in the the consensus uh, thinking of Bueller's top five pitcher going into this season. So it looks odd to me that he's not being viewed that way in the few drafts that I've seen so far. And to speak to the home run issue, he gave up seven this year in those limited innings. Five of them came in just two of his starts. So that's the thing you got to look for too when you're ranking and, and assessing players is the bunchiness of stats in a really short season. So. Uh, so just a little bit to uh, to chew on there as we uh, wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you take the time to do that. For Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be back here on Thursday. <laughs>